Good morning and welcome to worship this morning. We got a good crowd gathering today. Uh, I invite you to stand if you'd like to, and let's go to the Lord in prayer to, to open this up this morning. God, I just thank you for um, this place. I thank you for this church, God, and uh, pray that you would be with us right now. I pray that uh, we would feel your presence. I pray that we would know that you're working and see where you're working this morning, God. I pray um, that you would accept our worship this morning. And as we have heard and committed to pray for um, Emmanuel Baptist um, Church, not too far from here, God, I pray that you would bless their service. God, I pray that you would bless the service going on in Dale as they're praying for us as well, God, and all your people um, all over who are meeting to lift up worship to you today, God, who want to hear from you today, who need to know you. God, just be with your people and be with those who need you, God, this morning. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Better is one day in your house, 
better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. Better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. Better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. My heart and flesh cry out for you, the living God. Your spirit's water for my soul. I've tasted and I've seen, come once again to me, I will draw near to you, I will draw near to you, to you, better is one day, better is one day, better is Better is one day, better is one day, better is one day, the thousands elsewhere. Better is one day, better is one day, better is one day, the thousands elsewhere. Scripture reading today is Isaiah 33, 5 and 6. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He has filled Zion with justice and righteousness. Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times, and the strength of salvation, the fear of the Lord, is his treasure. This is the word of the Lord. Even when I'm lost, you won't let me go. 
when my heart is dry, your grace flows. No matter where I run, I'm not far from home. Yeah, I may be weak, but you're able. Even when I'm not, you're faithful. Even when I'm not, you're faithful. You search me, how you know me, you perceive my every thought from afar, and all my wandering, still you love me, King of glory, you pursue my anxious heart. Even when I'm not your faithful, even when I doubt your truth holds, even when I'm lost, you won't let me go. When my heart is dry, your grace flows. No matter where I run, I'm not far from home. Yeah, I may be weak, but you're able. Even when I'm not your faithful, even when I'm not your faithful, and where can I go from your spirit? Where can I hide from your face? Where can I flee from your presence? Where would I go? Where would I go? If I rise to the heavens, you're with me. If I fall to the depths of the sea, even there it's your hand that would lead me. Wherever I go, wherever I go, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I hide from your face? Where can I flee from your presence? Where would I go? Where would I go? If I rise to the heavens, you're with me. If I fall to the depths of the sea, even there it's your hand that would lead me. Wherever I go, wherever I go, even when I'm not your faithful, even when I doubt your truth holds, even when I'm lost, you won't let me go. When my heart is dry, your grace flows. No matter where I run, I'm not far from home. Yeah, I may be weak, but you're able. Even when I'm not, you're faithful. Even when I'm not your
Way maker, 
Today's sermon I titled, Why Go to Church? Um, you know, it's a question that a lot of people ask now, I think, is why should I go to church? And we're going to talk about that today. Um, a lot of this I, I've heard preached before, and so I want to, uh, to say that these, uh, these points um, that God has kind of refined in my spirit I first heard preached by uh, Pastor Robert Morris, uh, who's pastor of Gateway Church down in the Dallas area. Um, he preached this sermon, and we were traveling through and were actually present at uh, one of the Gateway churches uh, to hear him preach this message. Um, it was titled a little bit differently, and he shared a, a few things different, but um, similar message. He preached it during covid um, when it was still really strong. Of course, COVID's still around, but uh, not as strong as what it was back then. And, uh, and this was during a time when a lot of people had been watching church online, right? And, uh, and this was near the end where some people were starting to come back to church, but some people weren't. And, uh, and so he shared... Um, some of these points as to why it's, it's important not, not to have church, not to watch church, but to go to church, okay? Um, you know, it's great to have technology, and as you can see, you know, I, I like technology. I like to use technology um, for the purposes that God gives me, but it, it's nice to have technology where we can record messages and share them. We can um, record music and share them. We can watch church when we need to, right? Maybe if you're sick and, and you can't make it, um, it's great to be able to have that. If you're traveling and you can't make it in person, it's great to have that. Um, if you just can't get there, right, it's great to have it as an option. But there are some really important things about going to church, about being present. We're going to talk about that today. So, point number one is we need God's presence. Um, and now, we need to talk about three different types of God's presence, three different aspects of God's presence, because you might say, well, we have God's presence, right? Um, we do have God's presence, but there's a type of God's presence that we need to go to church for. So, I want to talk about three different types here. Um, the first is God's omnipresence, right? We talk about that. You've probably heard of that before. God is everywhere all at once, right? It's kind of hard to understand, but it's true. Um, God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent even when we don't experience his presence. He's there. Even when we don't feel it, um, he is there. He's here even if we don't recognize him sometimes. Um, and that's truth. Psalm 139.7 says, and one of our songs has this, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? We can't flee from God's omnipresence. Um, the second type is God's inner presence, right? The Holy Spirit comes to live within us. We have God's presence that, that can come inside of us. That's another type of God's presence, another way to think about his presence. And then the third one 
Now, we probably hear some about God's inner presence, right? We know some about the Holy Spirit. Most of us have heard those things. This last one is not talked about so much. I haven't heard a whole lot about this. And I think it's important that we have an understanding of this uh, for, for this message today. And that's God's manifest presence, okay? Um, when God's presence is revealed to us in a tangible way, right? With our five senses, when we can sense God's presence with our five senses, that's God's manifest presence. We don't always have that, not because God's not here, but because we don't always understand his presence. We don't always feel his presence. God's manifest presence is his presence revealed to us in a tangible way. It is then that we experience God. His omnipresence means he's everywhere. His manifest presence means he's here in this place. We can never lose God's presence fully, but we can lose the sense of his presence. Have you ever felt that? Sometimes, you know, I've, I've reached out to God and said, God, where are you? You know, what, what are you doing right now? I can't, I don't see where you're at. Um, sometimes we lose sight of his presence. We lose that sense of his presence. So should we trust in God's omnipresence even when we don't feel he is in us or he is with us? Absolutely, right? We trust in that truth. God who cannot lie says that he never leaves us or forsakes us, right? Hebrews 13, 5. So should we also seek God's manifest presence? Absolutely. It's not that we rely on feelings. You know, I've heard this argument. Well, we're just relying on our feelings, right? We're just looking to feel a certain thing. It's not that we rely on feelings or that we're just seeking after a sign, but we expect the comforter to comfort his own, right? Um, we gladly acknowledge that we need him. We need his comfort. We need his presence. Exodus 25.8 says, And make a sanctuary for me. This is God talking. Make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell in the midst of them. Ephesians 25:22 says, "And I will meet you there, and I will speak with you from over the atonement cover, from between the two cherubim that are to be on the ark of the testimony, all that I will command you to the Israelites." This is God saying, "I will be in the temple, right? I will be in the tabernacle. I will be in this place that you have built for me." Now, if he's already there, why do we need his presence? Because we need to seek his presence, right? We need to feel his, his presence in a tangible way. Matthew 18, 20 says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst of them, right? We can worship at home by ourselves, right? We can read the word at home, by ourselves, but there's something about being in the presence of his church, right? Of the local church gathered together with his people. It's different, right? You feel that? Have you felt that difference? 
Um, have you experienced that difference? That's what we're talking about. Uh, Exodus thirty-three fifteen, And he said to him, If your presence is not going, do not bring us up from here. And by what will it be known then that I have found favor in your eyes, I and your people? Is it not by your going with us? And so we will be distinguished, I and your people, from all the people who are on the face of the ground. What was the difference? God's presence, right? If he was omnipresent, then what's the importance of this? It's God's manifest presence. We need to experience God's presence. It's what makes the church, it's what makes the people of God different, right? The world has people that can speak to you, right? Um, the world has people that can play music. The world has stages that you can go to. The world has lights. The world has classes. It'll teach you things. But God's presence is what makes the difference, right? When we're seeking his face. You know, it's a similar thing to maybe, be, I, I like music, you know, um, I, I go to concerts sometimes. I go to worship events sometimes. And there's a difference between listening to worship on an album, uh, on a CD, on, on a streaming service, however you listen to it, um, on a record, however you listen to that. There's a difference between listening to a recording and then going to a concert, right? The presence of that person, of those people, it's different, right? And even more so when it comes to God's presence. Point number two, we need God's power. Matthew 18, 19 says, Again, truly I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about any matter that they ask, it will be done for them, for my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So there's something about people of God gathered together that makes a difference, right? God's power is present. If his presence is there, then his power is there. So many people, and I don't know if, you, if you've heard some people say, I want to hear from God, right? Um, I, want to, I want God to sh re reveal himself to me, show himself to me. But do they go to church? Many people, I think, are looking for God to show up, looking for God to reveal himself, but they don't go to church, right? Those things can go together. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4.9, two are better than one, for they enjoy a better reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will help up his companion. Companion, but pity the one, pity the one who falls, and there is no one to help him up. And if two lie together, they can keep each other warm. But how can one person be warm? Although an assailant may overpower one person, two may withstand him. 
A a threefold cord is not easily broken. God's power is exponential when we come together, right? When we get together as the people of God, um, the, the outcome is greater, right? The work that is done is greater when we're together. Psalm 92.13 says, Planted in the house of Yahweh, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still prosper in old age. They will be fat and luxuriant, right? This used to be the way that you tell whether someone was doing well, right? Is uh, if they've got luxury around them and if they're fat, right? If they've got plenty to eat, right? Um, That's how you tell if they're doing well. And God says, if we are planted in his house, we'll flourish, right? Um, I don't think we can take those words lightly. It's important that we be present in God's house, that we go to church. The third reason um, why we need to go to church is we need God's people. See, God's presence and God's power also flow through his people, right? 1 Peter 2.9 says, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's possession, so that you may proclaim the virtues of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now are the people of God, the ones who were not shown mercy, but now are shown mercy. Romans 9, 25 says, as he also says in Hosea, I will call those who were not my people, my people, and those who were not loved, loved. See, when we become followers of Jesus, we become part of a family, right? Um, Part of a chosen race, part of God's people. And we're meant to be in relationship with his people. 1 Corinthians 14, 26. I know I'm going through a lot of verses here. You probably can't keep up if you're trying to, uh, to um, open up your word. But uh, look these up later. Um, this will also be uh, in the recording. And, um, and you can look at the context of these as well. Um, so 1 Corinthians 14, 26. Therefore, what should you do, brothers? Whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation. All things must be done for edification, right? This is the purpose of the church. He's saying, when we come together, we have something to share with one another, right? It might be a song. It might be an encouragement. It might be a teaching, Because God speaks to each one of us, and we can bring those things together in community. But we don't get those things if we don't gather together, right? We might read his word. We might watch something online. 
but we don't have community of God together who can share things with us, who can hold us accountable, who can encourage us. All these things are for edification. All of them make us stronger. Numbers 31, verse 6, says, Moses sent them a thousand from each tribe to the battle, and Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the priest, to the battle with them, and the vessels of the sanctuary and the trumpets of the blast were in his hand. Numbers 10, verse 1 says, Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, Make yourself two silver trumpets. Make them of hammered work. You will use them for calling the community and for breaking the camp. That's what these trumpets were for, is to call them together, call them to action. Gather the troops, right? Uh, Numbers 10.9 says, If you go to war in your land against the enemy who attacks you, you will signal with a loud noise on the trumpets. You will be remembered before Yahweh your God, and you will be rescued from your enemies. So these trumpets were made to call them together, to call them to battle sometimes. How many of you know we're in a battle, right? We may not fight with guns. We may not fight with swords. We may not fight um, physically oftentimes, but we're in a spiritual battle um, on a daily basis. And we need to gather together so that we can encourage one another, so that we can get our orders, right? So that we can um, be at our greatest strength. See, the church edifies, the church directs, and the church protects. Not just the church universal, right? Not just being a Christian, but being in the local church. It edifies, directs, and protects. Now, this is kind of another idea, I think, that that isn't often talked about, but is pretty important. See, there's a difference between being gathered and being assembled. Okay, so think about this for just a minute, and I'm going to share a scripture where this is important in a moment. See, um, I might tell you that, um, that I just got a new truck, right? I might tell you that uh, I, I, uh, I just got a new truck, and if, and if I go to show you this new truck, and, um, and you see all these different parts all over my garage, maybe you see a, a, you know, a transmission in one place, Um, you see uh, the tires over here, Um, the truck is there, right? The truck is gathered, but there's a difference between all the parts being there of the truck and it being assembled, right? It's much more useful when the truck is assembled, right? Like if I ordered a, um, if I ordered a, uh, an entertainment center from, uh, 
What's that, what's that store? Ikea, that's what I'm thinking of. If I order this, this entertainment center from Ikea, they might send me the entertainment center in this box, right? And I, and I have the entertainment center. Then I got to figure out, how do I assemble this thing, right? It's much more useful once it's assembled, okay? So keep that in mind as I share this next scripture, Hebrews 10, starting with verse 24. And let us think about how to stir one another up to love and good works, not abandoning our meeting or assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging each other. And by so much more as you see the day drawing near. So when we come together, we can gather, right? But, and maybe you've been somewhere before where you're like, okay, there's this big group of people here, but it's not very organized, right? There's some people gathered, but I'm really not sure what's going on. See, I think when the church comes together, it's really useful that we're assembled. It's really useful that we have some organization. It's really useful that we have an idea of what kind of part we are, which we've talked about before, so that we can be assembled together. And at the end of verse 25 here, he says, so much more so as you see the day drawing near, right? Oof. We need to be gathering together frequently, right? And, and it should be more important, more urgent for us to be gathering together because things just get tougher and tougher, right? Now, some people aren't gathering as much, right? Some people have lost that idea, that importance, that understanding of what the local church is for, right? But we've got to, we got to make sure that we understand it first and then communicate it to others. There's a purpose in going to church that you can't get just by sitting at home watching church on TV. You can get a lot of things from that, but not everything that we need. We got to gather together. We got to go to church. We've got to be here because God is present. We've got to be here because God's power is here. And we've got to be here because God's people are here and we need them. It's going to be short and sweet, but um, right now I encourage you to think about what is the Holy Spirit saying to you right now through this message, through his word? Do you need salvation? Because if you're not a part of his people right now, um, today that can happen. You can become a child of God. You can become a follower of God. If you need salvation, um, listen to that calling today. He wants you to know him. He wants you to trust him. He wants to walk with you through this life. Do you need the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, right? Um, he wants to be within us. Do you need to make a commitment 
to a church body. If you want to make a commitment, today is a great day to do that. Um, we would love to have you here at First Baptist Church McLeod, but if this isn't the place for you, that's okay. But find a local church um, to be part of. He's told us we should do that, and it's important. Do you need to make a commitment to a church body? Do you need to make a commitment to this place? Do you need to make a commitment to a body of believers? If so, do that today. Do you need to be assembled into this church? We're, we're talking about this in leadership right now and about what, what that means. How do we go about assembling together? How do we go about um, being the body of Christ? Right, And uh, you'll hear more on that soon. Um, if God is speaking that to you right now, just, just keep your ears open. Keep your heart open to what, where he leads you. If the Holy Spirit is leading you right now, follow him. Don't wait. Don't say, okay, maybe next week. Um, Today is a good day to respond. As I pray, if you want to come forward, um, and Austin, would you come up to the front um, and, and be available to anyone that might want to come forward? Um, if you want to come forward right now and, and talk about any of these things, um, or maybe something else that God's laying on your heart right now, um, I invite you to come forward um, during this prayer, during the next song. Um, just listen to the Holy Spirit and, and what he's saying to you. God, I thank you for having a plan for us, God, and a plan that is for our benefit, God, a plan that shows your love to us, a plan that empowers us to be the people that you've called us to be. God, I thank you for instituting your church so that we have a place to be in your presence in a real, tangible way. God, to feel your presence, to know that you're here, to lift our worship to you. God, I thank you that you show up when we seek you, that we can experience your love, that we can experience your peace. God, I pray. Uh, and just thank you that you show up with power, power to heal, power to guide us, power to change our lives, to give us the life that you have for us. Thank you for that power, God, that you share with us. You could have kept it to yourself, but you wanted to share it with us. Thank you, Lord. And God, I pray and just thank you for providing a place for your people to gather together and not just gather and be disorganized and, and uh, say, I showed up, but to be assembled, to do the work that you've called us to do, to grow with each other and from each other. God, we're thankful for this church here and what you're doing in this place. God, continue to work here, continue to work through us. And God, help us to take this message that you've shared with us of the importance of going to church. Um, help us to share that with someone else who needs it. 
God, who, who maybe we already go to church, but now maybe we have a, a little deeper understanding of, of why we go to church, of why it's so important, and we can share that with someone else who maybe is asking that question right now. Someone who doesn't see the importance, doesn't see how you've created this to be. God, thank you for sharing your love with us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Tell the world of the treasure you found 